Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 68. Before we jump into our really fun interview, we're going to do our past guest spotlight. Today is a situation where one of our past guests has evolved their content, which is really exciting. We love seeing people jump into new endeavors, seeing what doors they can open up. So it's Brandon, who with his wife Katie run the um, account Disney Magic UK. You guys might remember them back from episode number three. If you have not heard that episode, definitely go check them out. Skip over my parts, because I was by myself, very fresh into podcasting. Probably not my best effort, but still fun to get to know those guys over there. They have actually jumped into the world of podcasting now. So you can find their podcast by searching for Disney Magic UK. They just put out their first episode. So really fun, really excited to see the new things that they jump into. Yeah, I totally agree. So today... Brendan and I have the privilege of interviewing one of our biggest supporters from day one, which really just means so much to us. Um, I know she's enjoyed listening to us and we've enjoyed, um, you know, getting to know her and interacting with her on Instagram and seeing what she has going on. So today we're going to be talking to Amanda from Five Little Elephants. And today we're going to be focusing on Etsy because that's kind of her Forte. So we're so excited to jump into this interview. And Amanda, if you could go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners. Yes. Well, first, I want to say thank you so much to both of you all. I have been one of your OG listeners. (laughs) I found you guys, I think you were like episode maybe six or seven or something when I ran across the podcast. So I have been listening since then. So I've kind of been there and I just love how you guys have grown. I love, um, just the community you've built. I'm, I'm, and I'm so honored that y'all asked me to be a part of it too. But, you know, leading into my Etsy store, it's uh, called Five Little Elephants. I have five children and my favorite animal is an elephant. So that's kind of how the name for my shop came about. I had a different shop name before, but this one, um, you know, really kind of goes to like my family, like my family's important. My kids are important. And, um, I used to be a teacher as we were talking about before. And then when I became a stay at home mom, I kind of wanted to have like a creative outlet to still kind of do something fun, do something creative. Cause I feel like as a teacher, you do a lot of creative things. And then, you know, I wanted to do something where I could be creative and, I could make a little money so I could pay for our Disney trips. <laughs> so that's kind of how my, that's really how this, how my store started. And it actually started about five years ago when I originally sold hair bows because I had a little girl and that's what I made at the time. And then over the years, it's kind of evolved into what you see in my store now. I mainly sell cups or drinkware, whether it's water bottles, stadium cups, you know, double walled kind of, um, like, you know, tumblers, like water, that type of stuff. I do have other items. Like sometimes I have ring dishes. Sometimes I'll do like Halloween trick-or-treat buckets, but really like, you know, I'm into drinking vessels. I'm always drinking water. I'm always drinking tea. So for me, it's like, I always want to have a new cup. So instead of buying cups, I can just kind of create whatever I want. <laughs> That's kind of where it, where it kind of moved. And um, I do have a lot of Disney items because I love Disney. 
Um, but I also have items that are not Disney as well. So it's like if you're looking for something outside of the Disney world, you can also find that at my shop. But I love making Disney stuff because I love Disney. And then, you know, people will email me and say, like, I'm going on a cruise or this is that. Can can you change this? Can you change the colors? And I just love to kind of get that order, create something different for somebody and know that that's going to be like a memory on their trip. Like even if they don't keep the cup forever, it's like they're going to have it on that trip. It's going to be exciting for them to like give it to their family members. You know, people a lot of times do surprises. Um, a lot of people order fish extender cups and give those to like, you know, people that don't even know on the ships. And I, I don't know. So it kind of makes me feel like I get to be like a little maker of magic. So that's mm -hmm. kind of where, uh, where my Etsy store is now and what I do with it. Yeah, I love that. And of course, I love the fact that you were a teacher and we share that we are <clears throat> yes. middle school teachers. So props, <laughs> especially to you doing the older middle school kiddos. Cause yes, yikes. I loved it, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm home now with the kids. I love being with my kids and I just always keep my license active because, you know, one day I may return to it. Who knows? But <laughs> we'll see where um, we'll see where Etsy takes me. It'd be great if I could grow to the point that I could replace that teacher salary. That would be like my ultimate goal. Oh, for sure. Well, if you crack that code, go ahead and send us the SparkNotes <laughs> version of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I've been I've been building. I was this past couple of years have been really really good to me. So um, I'm hopefully it will build and I'll be able to do that maybe in the next three or four years. So that's what I'm hoping. Mm -hmm. So when you decided to make that transition, was it pretty much like you knew, I mean, you mentioned that you knew you wanted to have a creative outlet, but did you always know that Etsy was going to be like your go-to place and you wanted to like have that or was it? Well, you know, I really didn't know. I had never even really heard of Etsy before I opened my shop five years ago. And I've had a couple friends who were, you know, stay-at-home moms and they're kind of trying different things. And I heard the name Etsy and I'm like, what is Etsy? Like, I don't even know what this is. And then when I kind of looked and, you know, you could, I mean, you can pretty much find anything on Etsy if it's like a handmade type of item. And um, for me, I'm not somebody who is um, a great writer in this sense of like, I could have a blog. Like, I don't know what I would want to blog about. I don't even know what I would put and have the consistency for that. You know, so you have to find a way to be able to sell your product. And Etsy, what's so wonderful about it is it already has a built-in customer base. So your startup fee is nothing because it's free to open an Etsy shop. So that doesn't cost you anything to list an item is only 20 cents. And then you pay a, a very small transaction fee on the total sale. So really to open up an Etsy shop, you don't have a lot of overhead. So it's kind of good for somebody who is like me, who's a stay-at-home mom, where I don't have $1,000 to open a shop, you know. And so for other people, that could be something that could be an avenue for them where you're not spending a lot of money on building this massive website. You know, people spend thousands of dollars on their websites or, you know, I just don't have that kind of money to spend. Um, and at the same time, to maintain it, that just seems to me like too big of a beast. Where Etsy is just kind of built in. They're very user friendly. They give you your statistics on what you're selling. You know, you have promoted listings so you can advertise within Etsy. 
and how that is is kind of like you basically pay money to have your listing be promoted. So what they'll do is they kind of like push your item up to maybe page one as opposed to being on page like seven or eight. Most people don't go that far in their search. So it's really good to kind of be up in the front. And I don't always spend money on advertising. I would just say probably just really this year, I kind of have been like, well, I'll spend, you know, like $10 or $20 a month or something. And I have definitely seen, you know, a spike, but for all these years, I never advertised. I would very occasionally do $10, $15 and have still found major success. Mm. So it can be done without a blog, without an expensive website, you know, where you're trying to get kind of people's attention. Because with Etsy, it's like, I don't have to get anybody's attention. It's like they type it in the search and I come up and they're like, if they like my shop, then they'll buy from me. If they like another shop, they'll buy from that other shop. And the way I kind of feel is there's enough room for everybody. So, you know, somebody may have the same cup, the same design, the same this, the same that they'll get the sale or I'll get the sale. It doesn't matter. There's enough for everybody. And that's kind of like my mentality when it comes to Etsy stores. I love supporting other Etsy shops. A couple of the ones you guys had, I've already like favored their shop, <laughs> looking at their items. There have been other people who um, I've traded, you know, they'll, they'll say, Hey, I'd really love to get some of these things. Do you like anything in my shop? And I've done the same thing too. Like, let me know, like we can trade items if you want to trade too. And that's really fun. And um, just kind of a way that we can like support each other as Etsy shop owners, because mm -hmm. that's kind of different than, you know, somebody who does a blog or who has a huge website um, and selling, you know, Etsy's just kind of like our own little niche and our own, you know, our own little place in the mm -hmm. internet world. Yeah, I love that. I love those thoughts on it. And and like you said, Etsy is very accessible. Anybody can create an account. Anybody can get that store up and running. But I do know, just from chatting with you, there is a lot of hard work that goes into it behind the scenes. So I think it's sort of a common misconception that you can just kind of throw stuff up there and you'll just magically generate sales. What are some of those tips on ways that you can make your shop more appealing or reach more people in order to kind of generate those, those sales faster? Well, I know with Etsy, they like to have shops that have a lot of items in it. So if you're going to open an Etsy shop and say you only have 20 items for sale, you would be considered a pretty small shop. And a lot of times those shops do not get kind of pushed up in their search engine or their algorithm. Yes, you can do promoted listings and that will help. Usually it seems to me from what I'm kind of gathering is the more items you have, which I have over, I try to keep always over 300 items available. I think right now I have like 330 items that I have new things to add. I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> like I have it on my to-do list, but I always try to keep at least like 300 things at all times. Um, another thing too with Etsy is every time, you know, you get a sale that kind of helps, you know, with your validity in the sense that sometimes people look at Etsy shop and maybe they only have five sales and no reviews. You may feel like, well, I don't know if I want to buy from them. And, and, you know, so sometimes it takes a while to build that where, you know, I have a lot of sales at this point. I have a lot of positive reviews. So that kind of helps people to feel more confident in shopping with me. 
Um, and I think, and that takes time. I mean, you know, it just takes time to build, you know, to build that type of thing. But having a lot of items in your shop can be helpful too, because Etsy kind of looks at it as, you know, you mean business, you know, because every time you list something, you pay a small fee. And every time you sell something, you're also paying a fee. So, you know, if you have 300 items listed, you know, Etsy knows like, hey, this person is, you know, here to do business. Let's kind of bump their shop up in whatever somebody's searching for. Um, and I know a lot of people are really into photography and their pictures. All of my pictures are taken with my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I am not very talented in the photographing world. I'm trying to get better. Um, and uh, I do not live in Florida. So I'd love for like my um, Disney stuff. Whenever we do go, I try to take like one or two things with me and take a picture, you know, so I'm trying to work on getting some of uh, some of those items with those kind of iconic backgrounds and things like that. But a lot of times, I mean, I just use my iPhone and just, you know, that's what it is, you know, because I just don't have fancy equipment. And I don't have the money to spend on it. So you can have a successful Etsy store with just your iPhone. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. I mean, my pictures, like 90% of them are probably taken with the iPhone. I do have some nice ones where I have um, some photographer friends who bought something and they graciously take a picture and then send it to me like, oh, do you want to put this on your shop or use it on your Instagram? I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that is helpful. Um, but I mean, really it, it, most of it is somewhere on my porch, somewhere, you know, in my house that I just kind of snapped that photo real fast when the kids nap and then typed it up onto Etsy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a so. great, that's a great approach. And I, and I like what you said about, cause I think those are helpful tips for someone looking that maybe you have an idea for one item and, you know, putting it up on Etsy as just that one item is maybe not going to get the reaction that you want or hope for, or get the traction. So I think that's great to, to kind of understand of how Etsy's looking at it, that you're trying to build a business. So they're going to help you out. Something that I'm a little bit interested in, and I know it's kind of a gray area for Etsy and really any online uh, shop is some of the copyright issues. So I know Sometimes in the past, I don't know if you've ever researched it, but Disney has been very strict on people using their trademark stuff. Sometimes they've been more relaxed. Do you have any thoughts or how you've approached that to make sure that you're kind of in a good space? Well, I do try not all of my listings. I need to update, but I usually try to put like, you know, this is not a licensed product. You know, you're paying me for my time. You know, I don't own the rights to this. I have had a couple times that Etsy um, uh, deactivated something, like somebody had a, a copyright. So that does happen. Um, it has not been for a Disney item. It's actually been, what was it? Um, oh, I think it was something. Oh, I remember. It was a, a hair bow. I had a Houdat hair bow. Mm. And somebody, whoever owns the rights to Houdat, reported that I had a Houdat hair bow wow. um, for the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> and what usually Etsy will do is they'll just deactivate it until, you know, somebody has complained. Somebody has, you know, unless, you know, you need to, they'll give you like the information to resolve it with the person, or they'll basically just take that listing off. 
Um, and that's kind of what's happened. And I, I just didn't relist the hair bow, you know, I was like, okay, no big deal, whatever. Um, so I haven't really run into that except for the mere fact of like, we're going to take this down. You know, you don't get your money back for the listing, obviously. And, you know, they kind of give you a warning of not to sell it again. So I don't know. I mean, that could be something that obviously could be an issue if Disney or any company, you know, anybody, you know, sometimes people own phrases um, and those phrases, like somebody owned the right to the who that phrase. And they basically said, nobody can use that phrase without our permission. Um, So you will kind of find things like that, but I have not run into it beyond just, you know, Etsy will take it down and give you the information that you could follow up with that person if you felt like you were not in there, like if you weren't infringing on their rights or something, but I've never followed it up. So I don't know about that, but it could be, I mean, you know, yes, you know, it, it, you know, Mickey Mouse, I don't own Mickey Mouse. Um, (laughs) And they could say something. And if they did, and they reported it, I would take the, you know, well, Etsy would automatically take the listing down for you. And then they inform you of it. So that's kind of the process that they go through. And I've, like I said, I've never challenged them and and gone back and I'm going to relist this. It's like, okay, well, I'll just move on from that and do something different. Yeah. So I guess that would be something you would have to look into or research more if they were, you know, deact. I don't know. I mean, I'll, there are millions and millions of Disney, Marvel. <laughs> I mean, anything you could possibly imagine, um, whether it relates to Disney or not, is, you know, on Etsy that people have. So I don't know. I guess they they could. It, it is a a possibility that you would have to work with. And if so, I would just work my business around it in a way that wouldn't be violating Etsy's seller agreement, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great approach. And I think that answers that question very well since you have experience in that. I mean, and like looking at your store, instead of even having a Disney tab, it says, you know, mouse magic theme cups, which is a creative way of letting someone know this is what this is. This is where you can find these types of items. Um, so I think that's a great approach. And I think for anybody who's looking to start an Etsy shop, maybe a good, I mean, obviously use common sense, but just don't like tear down a JPEG of a Walt Disney logo or something and slap it on something that you just have to be creative, use your creative process. And, and that's where you can thrive. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's so many ways to use your different software, your different fonts. I mean, some things you can actually purchase, you know, that you can get the commercial rights. It just kind of depends. Um, so obviously you'll have to, you know, each person has to kind of navigate that and see what they're comfortable with. And then, if something happens and just, you know, deal with it. Like I said, Etsy will send you an email. They'll give you all the information and, you know, kind of how to deal with it. They won't like shut your entire shop down and kick you off the platform. You know, it's kind of like, because they kind of want to give you that warning of being like, maybe you weren't aware of this and this person is upset about this. So handle it that way. So I would just say, that's what I would caution somebody to do. It's like, I wouldn't say don't, open something because you're afraid. I mean, they're not going to put you in Etsy jail, you know, you, you'll, you'll be okay. And, and then you can just move on to something else. I mean, you know, it's like if that one item is a no go, then just create a different item and go a different way. So I, I think, you know, most people seem to be fine. I mean, I haven't heard of anybody who 
in the Etsy realm have been like completely shut down or shut out due to something like that or fought it beyond, you know, most people I think are pretty compliant. And if somebody asks you to take it down, you just take it down. Perfect. Yeah. So kind of sticking with, you know, that Disney theme, obviously, since we're all Disney lovers, what is your Disney story and how has that evolved over time? Okay. Well, I'm like a lot of people. We went as a family. Now, we did not go like every year, but as kids, we had a couple trips that we went as a family. And the last time we went, um, I want to say, I think I was like maybe about 14. And I remember thinking, um, you know, kind of like I think, uh, Brendan, how you're kind of saying, like, you're kind of getting a little too cool for Disney. (laughs) But I had a lot of little brothers and sisters. So it's like, okay, well, you know, we're going as a family. We've got, um, you know, little brothers and sisters I can kind of use as a cover. Um, But uh, yeah, so, you know, I would just say like we were like a normal family. We went a few times throughout my childhood, not anything uh, intense, you know, that we went every year. And then we kind of took a break from it. I had uh, my two older children because I have um, I have a very wide range. My oldest child is 22 and my youngest child is two. So I kind of <laughs> I have the realm of everything. But so basically we didn't go back again until 2008 with my husband and our two older kids. So that was kind of going back as like an adult now, you know, not as my parents are paying for the trip. And um just really loved it. And now we have, um, three kind of smaller children and, uh, you know, my goal is I kind of want to go every year now, like even if it's a little trip in the past couple of years, my sisters and I have gone with my kids and kind of, we call it like a sister's trip and we go together and we bring my, they don't have children. So we bring, I bring my kids and we kind of all, you know, kind of do the, you know, the parks together and, um, we just went for my 40th birthday and kind of celebrated. And so it's kind of grown over time of just kind of having as a kid, having those memories. And then now as an adult, it's like, I want to recreate those memories or create new memories with my kids because I, ha- we didn't go often, but when we did, I still have those memories. Like, seared in my heart, you know, like, and just to me, that place is just so magical. It's such like, just love. So to me, I just want to go and, and Etsy helps us to be able to go. I mean, this trip that we have in May, you know, we just went last summer and I told my husband a couple months ago, like, Oh, I really want to go to Disney again. Yeah. I want to go. Um, our daughter turns six in May. And I was like, oh, it'd be so great to go for her birthday and like do bippity bop. And he's like, oh, we're not doing, we just, no, no, we went <laughs> last summer. And then I was like, well, how about if I have the money for the trip from my Etsy store? Cause I'd been like kind of saving into the side. And I was like, I have all the money and I already booked it. <laughs> <It's> like, I, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> a surprise, you know, like, yeah, I'm like, I already booked it. And, um, And so he was like, okay, so when do you want to go? And I'm like, okay, these are the dates. This is the thing, you know? So, (laughs) so now we have, um, we're, we're getting ready to go in May. And like I said, for my, um, daughter's birthday, and this will be the first time that she's doing bippity boppity. It'll be the first time we're eating in Cinderella's castle. So I am just like, so excited. You know, I I just can't wait. Yes. I'm really just over the moon. Like even, just yesterday, I was able to get us um, 
they have this early morning like ticketed event at Toy Story Land that you can like pay extra for um, and that you can get into Toy Story Land before it opens to the general public. And I've been trying to get them and they keep saying they were sold out. And then just the other day they were open. I booked it and I told my husband, I was like, we're going to Disney World and we're going to be going to Toy Story Land with nobody else there. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'm really excited that it's just, I get just as excited as the kids. I mean, we have a countdown on our refrigerator that I got from another Etsy store, um, a little Disney countdown. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it's evolved is now I've gone from like a kid to now I'm like the mom who loves Disney and wants her kids to love Disney (laughs) and trying to, trying to feed that. And they do, they do love Disney. Um, I mean, you know, like my two older kids obviously are not going to Disney with us. They, you know, my daughter lives in California. She's in the Marines. My other son's in Virginia. You know, they, they have their lives, you know, they're adults. So we kind of now take the little kids and, um, take them and, kind of just, you know, try to do Disney at least once a year. That's kind of what I at least want to do that um, for now and maybe more down the line. (laughs) We always uh, talk about, we eventually want to live in Florida. Like I always tell my husband, I'm like, I'll work at Disney. I'm like, I I will just empty the trash cans if that's what they need me to do. I will do that. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, my sister told me about, I guess, you know, when people take field trips to Disney. There are special like teacher tour guides for Disney. So that's my new goal. And she said they're always begging people to do it. Yeah, because no one wants to do it. And I'm like, I could totally do that. Oh, probably too, because you have to keep up with all the kids, like Uh keep the group together and all that, which can kind of be a little bit of a nightmare whenever you're taking kids out places (laughs) like that. But Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, it would just, to me, I would love it. You know, I would love to be able to do that and that, you know, maybe that will happen one day. If not, we're in North Carolina. So it's really not that far of a drive down to Orlando. Easy to do load up all the kids. I mean, that's what we're, we're going to drive down in May. And I, I mean, that's what we do every time we go, we just drive. It's not that bad at all. Mm-hmm. So, so will will your littlest be able to like ride Slinky Dog and things like that? Is he going to be tall enough for it? No, um, our youngest he is two, uh, so um, he actually turns three in June. So we are getting him in just before the cutoff that we have to pay for him. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> strategic. Yeah, squeeze one more um, in. Squeeze one more in. Yes. Um, So yes, he will not be able to ride it. And I mean, even we went last summer when he was one, you know, he wasn't able to ride anything, but you know, we utilize that rider switch Mm -hmm. um, program that they have. And and that's just amazing because it's basically like the two older kids are are tall enough, you know, because they're going to, well, they'll all be getting ready to have birthdays. That's kind of why we're going to Disney. Well, they'll be six and nine. So it's like they can ride everything. So it's like I can ride with them once and then you do the rider switch and then my husband can go in, ride the ride with them. So they kind of get to ride each of those kind of big rides two times in a row, mm-hmm. you know, because they're going to go with each parent. And then, you know, somebody just kind of sits with, you know, the baby or, you know, um, Jack is his name. So we kind of sit with him and play with him. And and I mean, to me. I'm all about it. Like bring, you know, people say, Oh, don't bring a baby. Don't bring a little kid. They're not going to remember it. To me, it doesn't matter whether or not they remember it. You'll remember the trip and you'll remember, like, I mean, I have memories, you know, from when we took them last summer and 
I mean, even when I was pregnant, we did our uh, pregnancy reveal, you know, there at Disney or whatever. And, um, you know, it's like, those are the memories you're going to have, even though your child won't remember it. It's like, you have that. And I just think that that's so special. And for people to say, well, I'm going to wait till they're six or seven or eight. It's like, bring them. They're free anyways. <laughs> under three. Yeah. You're yeah. not paying. So that's a, that's a bonus. Um, and then obviously when they turn three, you're like, oh man, I got to pay for them now, but that's okay. We'll, we'll save up and we'll pay for them when, mm-hmm. when he turns three, but yeah, so he will not be riding any of the big rides. He'll um, just be sitting out, but he'll be fine. He'll love it. We'll, you know, get him ice cream and he'll just chill and hang out <laughs> or run around. He'll do one or the other, probably run around actually. <laughs> yeah. Do the other kids like roller coasters? Do you think they'll like slinky and things like that? Oh, yes. That's one of the reasons that we bought that um, early morning ticket um, is that basically from everything I kind of looked like watching videos online, like, is it worth spending the money? And um, in every review that I saw or video, everybody just said it's just so worth it because it's empty where normally when the park is open, you know, Toy Story Land at this point is the new thing. So everybody's there and I'd rather not wait in long lines. Like I'd rather go ahead and just pay that extra money, let them ride it as many times as they want to ride it. And they do like, um, I think it was maybe last summer is when Brett, my eight year old, he rode space mountain. And then once he was like, he was all about that, you know, like loved it. My daughter, we, she was tall enough to do splash mountain loved it like their little thrill i mean they get scared and they'll like scream or whatever but they love writing that stuff and it's it's thrill but it's still at a level where the kids can enjoy it and that's one of the nice things about disney i mean i still feel like it's a thrill ride like it i get freaked out riding them but <laughs> it, but if you're not going upside down you're not having anything too crazy so i can handle that you, I think you definitely have a better approach than my parents did about <laughs> breaking into rides because like I wouldn't even ride like the Barnstormer or anything. And then my parents made me ride Rock and Roller Coaster because they told me it didn't go upside down. But then after oh. I wrote that, I could ride anything. But yeah, no, my kids are pretty good about I mean, they have not really been scared to ride any rides now the characters when we get to the characters that's a different story but (laughs) um but the rides no yeah they love the rides i mean even the baby rides or whatever you know like if you're small world or something like that i mean they still enjoy riding it you know they have fun and i try to kind of plan everything out i'm one of these people who literally i want minute by minute like we are (laughs) We are there, like, I think it, this summer it was like, we're up at like 5.45 in the morning. Everybody get dressed, get your stuff. Like, we are heading to the parks. Like, I'm one of those kind of people, like, we got to be there. And I like to just be there really all day. Like, we usually don't even, I, my break is normally try to be like, a, you know, a sit-down lunch in a restaurant. So you can kind of like sit and sit in the air conditioning. And then I'm like revamped for the whole day. Like I can literally <laughs> go from like rope drop to the fireworks and be totally fine. Like do it again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love it. Like I get really excited about all the planning and all the things and, you know, kind of mapping everything out. The couple years ago when we went, I took extra maps and I laminated the maps 
and I have them in our minivan in the back seat, like where the, you know, where the kids can like put books and stuff Mm -hmm. so they can pull the maps out and they can look at the maps when we're driving, you know? So it's just kind of, even if, you know, just driving around town, it's like, pull the map out, tell me where this is, you know? And it's something really fun to do. And that's like a good tip for parents because then you can have the map. And like I said, you just always have it in your card. Like I said, I laminated it so it will last longer. And um, it's just kind of like a little way to kind of keep the magic with you kind of wherever you go. So, um, yeah, that's like one of the little nerdy things I do. (laughs) I love that. I still love looking at the maps. They're Mm -hmm. they're so much fun. Some of our friends bought us maps back from Tokyo. So we've been like studying them. (laughs) Yes. Well, you need to laminate it so it doesn't get like messed up. (laughs) Catherine, teacher. Yeah, I have a laminator. So, I mean, I could do it. Yes. I could do it. (laughs) Yes. You laminate it and then we just kind of like put the fold, you know, it's kind of like at first that it's kind of hard to fold, but once you kind of get it after a couple of times of opening and closing it, it'll fold right up. Nice. So anyways, (laughs) yes, as a a former teacher, you got to laminate the maps. Laminate everything. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know. Laminate everything. Keep everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal. Well, I appreciate you sharing so much about Etsy stores. I know that is so helpful for our listeners and anybody out there who's thinking about jumping into that world. Um, and I'm sure just knowing you, you would welcome anybody reaching out and asking any questions about that. And oh, you'd be yeah. Happy to help I mean, them. if anybody wants to like send me a DM on Instagram or email me at my Etsy shop on, on Instagram, I'm five little elephants. And, you know, obviously at the, I'm totally, I actually just had an hour conversation with uh, somebody this week that was thinking about opening an Etsy store and just had questions and kind of wanted to like pick my brain about it. Um, so I totally welcome that because I want other people to, you know, have fun creating something. It's like whether it's Disney or not. I mean, if you're creating something, you want to create something, you want to like be a maker and, you know, sell things to people. I mean, it's like a lot of creative people before Etsy, all you had was a craft show, like your local craft show. And you may, you can't hit anybody. We're an Etsy. I mean, you can be worldwide or you could be just United States. I mean, you, you pick where you want it to be and Mm -hmm. the parameters of your shop. So yes, definitely anybody feel free to reach out. Like I am an open book. I want you to be successful. I don't even care if you're selling the same thing I'm selling. There's enough for everybody, you know, is how I kind of feel. Yeah, that's a great mindset. So the next thing we'll jump into is our fast pass round. So I know you've listened to a lot of these, so I'm interested (laughs) to hear your answer. So we'll just throw out these Disney topics. You just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind. Yes. Okay. All right. Kick it off, Catherine. So the first one, name the Disney parks that you visited. I have only visited the parks in Walt Disney World. So in Florida, I've been to you know Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. I have not been anywhere else. <laughs> of those four, which one is your favorite and why? Hands down, Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom to me is like the heartbeat of Disney. I mean, I just love as, as a kid, I loved like all the different lands and how they were like so different. And it's like, you can kind of be in adventure land and you're like in the jungle and all of a sudden you're in Tomorrowland and everything's futuristic. I, I love main street too, because it just feels like you're in just this you know, you're back in time or something. So to me, I mean, it's like every time I walk in Magic Kingdom, I'm literally like 
starting to cry. Like, oh, I miss, <laughs> you know, I just feel like it's just such a magical place that the hands down that magic kingdom is for me. Like I don't, I don't cry when I go into the other um, parks, but I, I do kind of cry a little bit. I try not to cry like out loud, but I definitely like, I'm so happy, like happy <laughs> tears. Oh yeah. And, no, seriously. And just even like seeing the castle or, you know, having the kids go for the first time, like any of those things, it's just like that just like magnifies it like even more, you know, there's always like some new, little memory and something new that you find, um, that, uh, you know, it's, I just love it. So definitely magic kingdom for me, favorite park, hands down. I didn't even think about it until right now, but I bet when we take our niece in October, it's going to hit me in the feels. I didn't even think about <laughs> it, it until you said it that. It will. I'm telling you, it really does because, you know, whether it's your child or, you know, even your niece, um, it's like you get to experience it like with them. And like, even if they're a baby, I mean, I don't know how old your niece is, but it's like, you're seeing them, like you're, you're seeing them see something that you love so much. And it's like, you know, that you're starting that love for that, you know, with them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to me, it's just, I'm telling you, you will, you will get the feels and you, <laughs> you will be shedding a tear. Even if it's on the inside, this happy tears, like, I mean, I just love it. So it is, it's definitely different when you have children. Yes, you have to do things a little slower. You have to deal with the strollers. You have to deal with, you know, all the bags and diapers and everything that comes with it. But to me, it's like, you're used to doing that all the time anyways, that it, it just makes you, you can still move fast. I mean, cause don't get me wrong. We still be weaving in and out of people. We make everything, every plan that I have on my list, it is made meltdown or not. We're going there. We're doing it. <laughs> um, and you, know, you just got to be prepared and you have to be like, just, you know, kind of like, all right, you're having your meltdown. Let's get some ice cream and let we'll, them move on. And that will make everything better. <laughs> yep. Have your meltdown over here. As yeah. you're walking. Yes, here you with go. your ice cream. Bring yeah. It with and, you. and it's like, you know, other parents are like looking at you like, oh, that child's having a meltdown. And then, you know, but then somebody else is looking at you like you see some people have like their children on a leash and you're looking at them like, it's OK. No judgment. If you need just go, just move on. You know, like you're, we're all here. We're in it together. Let's have the best time. That's what I kind of think. For sure. So the next one would be your Disney bucket list trip. Okay, everybody always says, you know, like, oh, Paris, Tokyo. I mean, yes, I would love to do those, but I feel like at this point in my life right now, that stuff is so far off because I do have little children. But I will say Disneyland because I've never been there. And right now, my daughter, um, she's in the Marine Corps and she's stationed out in California. And, um, she actually just reenlisted. So she's going to be out there for a couple more years. And I am telling her, like, I am planning a trip and I'm going to come and see you. And we're going to go to Disneyland together. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe this next year I can get my mother-in-law to watch the little kids. And then I can kind of fly out there and spend some time with my older daughter and, you know, and get to see, you know, her life out in California. 
but also squeeze in going to Disneyland. When you all did your trip report, I was just like listening to everything like, I really want to go there. <laughs> so so that is my bucket list for, for the fact that it's, it's doable. I can spend that time with my daughter, you know, and just be able to do something kind of just us together, you know, and I think that would be something that would be really special and be able to have that time with her. Um, even though she's not really into Disney, she will do it for me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, she will, she'll, if I make her wear a matching shirt or matching ears, possibly if she's listening to this, we will be doing that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, so that would be my bucket list. I mean, of course, yes, I'd love to go all around the world, but right now just to be able to see her and go to Disneyland, which I've never been to would be my bucket list. Well, even if she's not the biggest Disney fan, I feel like the moment you walk through those gates, everybody, it amplifies it like up a couple notches. Well, especially if you're with somebody, I think that's really excited about it. It's kind of like, you know, they kind of hype you up. So even though she might be kind of rolling her eyes, I know she'll get excited because she knows that I'm excited and would look forward. So I'm, I'm really hoping that I can kind of get that maybe sometime next spring. I'm kind of like looking and, and, you know, kind of trying to set money aside and see if, if I can make that happen is what Mm -hmm. I'd really love as my ultimate plan. Yeah, that would be great. So next one would be your favorite Disney resort. Okay. This one is a really hard one because all the resorts, I feel like from value all the way up to deluxe, all have like their own little niches and perfect thing. But If I had to pick, I would probably have to say the Polynesian. We stayed there one time and it was just amazing. I love the theming. I love just hopping on that monorail. I mean, just, I I love, I just, I love it. I love the um, Ohana breakfast, the character breakfast. We usually try to go there and do that, even if we're not staying there. Um, So I definitely have to say that, but my favorite pool would have to be the yacht and beach club because we stayed there too. And that was pretty amazing, but I have to give the Polynesian. That is my number one resort. (laughs) Agreed. Correct answer. Yeah, (laughs) that is the correct answer. Yes. It's just, it's just got such a cool vibe to it. Like a laid back vibe, which is kind of nice because I feel like I'm somebody who is not always laid back in the park. Like I want to do everything. And I feel like when you're in the Polynesian, you do kind of kick back and you relax a little bit, just being in that hotel. It helps with that. So I like that. Oh yeah. We agree for sure. <laughs> so the next one, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Not that you probably always need a fast pass for this, but I would have to say the Pirates of the Caribbean. I love that ride. I loved it as a child. Um, When I was a kid, um, Goonies, I don't know if y'all have ever seen that movie, but that's like one of my favorite, one of my favorite, (laughs) like not, that is my favorite movie. Okay. You know, hands down outside of Disney. So I always kind of like think of, you know, pirates, you know, I just, I just love that ride. I love everything from like, when you start walking in, it's like the air is getting cooler and cooler because you're kind of like going down in the water. And, you know, I do have a son named Jack. (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of not, we didn't name him because of Pirates of the Caribbean movie or anything. I do just like the name Jack, but I would definitely have to say that that is, if I could only ride one ride or if I only had one fast pass, I know I could ride that ride 
day in, day out, like all the time. I love it. I love just everything about it. Yeah, that's a good choice. So next one would be which ride do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment from the park? Okay, I don't think anybody has ever said this, but this one I kind of kept thinking because I'm somebody where I hate for things to change, but then I'm so excited that they do change because then I get to see something different. But one that could just go bye-bye and I never see it again is Prime Evil World in Animal (laughs) Kingdom. I just, it's so jerky. My kids like to ride it. I am pretty much like at this point, like the last time I wrote it, I just told my husband, you're going to have to ride this ride from now on. Like, I don't want to ride it. It's just (laughs) too, you're just too jumping around. Just the way it turns so fast. I, goodbye. I don't, I I will not be sad if that ride goes or they replace it with something different. (laughs) If you do go to Disneyland, I would maybe suggest skipping Goofy's flight school because it was worse. It was worse. Okay. Yeah. Really? Okay. See, to me, I would just skip it then because I hate that jerk, jerk, jerk. I don't know. It just was not a ride I like. So you said, what was it? Goofy? What was it? A goofy flight school? Yeah. And it's like the same type of track, but the carts are different. I feel like it was smushier almost. <laughs> is that a word? It's got to be. Yes. Th- that's what it is. It's like it's herky jerky, smushy. Like I don't know how to describe it, but I it totally when I kind of started thinking it, I was like, you know, that ride could go. I, I, I don't really ever want to ride that ride again either. <laughs> I, could... I, I like it, but when you have to ride with like other people, I feel like that's when it gets to be too much. Like oh, if yeah. it's just you and me and maybe Liz, it's fine. But if it's like you and me and two random strangers no. and you're yes. like hit, running into each other, I mean, that's terrible. Okay. <laughs> and a lot of times that's what would happen because it would be like, me and like last my daughter I don't think was tall enough to ride it so it was like me and my son and then we were like two other people where I'm like hi (laughs) you know it's just I'm just not into that ride (laughs) so that one could go and that's fine I probably will have to ride it again but that's okay (laughs) I'll hate every minute of it yeah (laughs) so the next one is definitely our favorite question what is your favorite snack or go-to snack Okay, I only tried this three years ago, but it is the Dole Whip. I love the Dole Whip. I, For whatever reason, I never knew it ever existed before. I never tried it before, but I tried it, and now I feel like that is a must. Mm-hmm. And not only do I get it in the parks, but it's like sometimes we'll just go to the Polynesian for like dinner or breakfast or something, and then I'm always like, oh, let me get a Dole Whip real quick. Just even if I'm not hungry, I don't care. But that is like, hands down, that's my snack. Like, I have to have one of those for the trip to be complete. I agree. And I kind of had a similar thing. I didn't have them for the longest time. Did you see that they now have them in Disney Springs? No, I didn't. But I did see somebody had one that was like a Hey Hey version one or something. It was like raspberry and pineapple. And I don't know. It looked like it had like a, I don't know, some type of thing on it or something. But I don't know if that's like only a limited time or where you can get it. But I've seen like a couple people on Instagram with this picture. I'm like, what is this thing? This looks delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they came out with so. like these new ice cream cones and I don't know how long they'll be around either, but I think there's a couple of them. There's an up one, right? Yeah. There's an up one. That oh cute. yeah. You're right. That looked really cute too. Yeah, that did. But I don't know if it's like Dole Whip flavor. I don't know what, you know, what kind of ice cream, but I think that Hey Hey one does have, 
the pineapple at the bottom and then the raspberry. I think, I don't know. I, I've kind of like tried to, you know, look at people's pictures and try to figure out what this thing is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. I think you're right. I think it does have the pineapple. The next question would be your favorite table service restaurant and favorite quick service restaurant. Okay. For me, for table, and this is not so much because of like, I think the food is delicious because there are so many wonderful table service restaurants, which I'm not attending because I'm always with children. Um, But for me, I would say that it's the, uh, the 50s primetime cafe, not because of the food, but because I have such a vivid memory um, of going there when I was a teen and we went and ate there. And my mom, who has now passed away, went on and on about how she loved that restaurant. She loved how it reminded her of like, you know, being in her kitchen when she was a kid. And, um, so for me, it's just more, are you there? Okay. Hello. Okay. Sorry. My phone was beeping. I apologize. But yeah, so basically, um, I have those, you know, my mom's not with me anymore. So any type of memory that I can have of her that I cling to. So Mm -hmm. for me, I love going there. I love how when you're eating there, the uh, waiters or waitresses are always kind of like, oh, sit up straight. Do like, yeah, they kind of mom you a (laughs) little bit, even though they're nagging you. And I like that because, you know, I don't ever get mommed. I always have to be the mom. So it's like nice sometimes for somebody to be like, hey, you know, I just got mommed and I love (laughs) it. So for me, it's more um, just that memory that I have attached to that, that special memory. So that would have to be my favorite. (laughs) I'm I'm probably the only one that's going to say that. But like (laughs) I said, it's not so much the food. It's more of the memory that I have attached to that place. For and sure. it's, it's, I love that. So I love that. We usually try to eat there whenever we're at Hollywood studios. It's like, I kind of feel like it's a must. I want to eat there regardless. So, mm-hmm. so anyways, that's my um, table service restaurant. I know there's so many wonderful ones and people are like, Oh my goodness. But for me, I, I just love that place. Mm-hmm. What about quick service? Okay. Quick service. Definitely. Well, I kind of say it's a tie. It depends on what I'm in the mood for either. And these are both in magic kingdoms, either that Pico spill or the Pinocchio village, because Pico bill, I love Mexican food. So anything that's like Mexican sign me up, but I also love pizza. So, (laughs) so I mean, either of those like could be like my top two go-to places for like quick service, you know, eat something. It's just, what am I in the mood for? Do I want Mexican food or do I want pizza? So those are, I have, that's a tie for those. Those are good choices. Yeah. I feel like we've started going to the Pinocchio's village house more now. I feel like when I was growing up, it was a madhouse. That's always where my family ate. Always. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know. And I like too that. And like, I guess I didn't realize that you could like sit by the windows. I don't know if I've just never paid attention or we ate outside, but it's like, I like if we can kind of sit by the windows where you can kind of look down and you see the people like riding. It's a small world. I think yeah. that's kind of cool to like you know, eat and kind of like people watch. Mm-hmm. I always think that's kind of fun too. So definitely those two are just for the mere fact of like, I love those two types of types of food. Oh, yeah. So the next one is your favorite character meet and greet moment. Okay. As I kind of alluded to before, um, my daughter has 
been like afraid of the characters <laughs> every year that we've gone. Um, like I remember even when she was like two, we were at Crystal Palace and like two tried to like snuggle up with her and she literally like took her face and like turned it the other way and like <laughs> put her back to poo. Like there's pictures of her like refusing to even look at him. Like she wouldn't like scream or cry or anything. She would just like freeze and be like, get away from me. <laughs> so we, so there has not been too many because most of the time she will not get in the photograph. Like she will refuse. She will like look at them from a distance. Um, but we did have one time where, um, we went to see Tinkerbell and this was kind of in, she's, this summer was the first time she would actually like kind of stand next to a character and like be in the picture frame. Um, and she was five this summer. So I'm hoping this next time at six, she'll be better. I mean, she's even kind of funny around the princesses too. Like, I think she's just shy. Mm -hmm. Um, but we went to see Tinkerbell and this was in this phase where she would literally look at no character and, you know, Tinkerbell just kind of got down like on her knees, like right at her level and, you know, kind of was like, you know, talking to her, just saying like cute little things. And she actually like took Tinkerbell's hand. So it's like, she kind of took the time to kind of get on her level. And so that was like really special, but other than that, we've, we've, uh, been in a phase of my, uh, my little girl does not like characters. So we still, we still do all the characters. We still do all that, but I feel like the special moments have kind of gone away. Cause it's like, my son's like, high five, love you guys. You know, like he'll just be into it. And then we have her like in the corner afraid trying to be like, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, and then, and Jack, when the last time, you know, we, he went, he loved it. I mean, like he was smiling in every picture. He was excited. And still Hannah was like, I had to hold her or something <laughs> like she was oh, just, no. yeah. So, you know, sometimes kids are afraid of the characters and that's something that, you know, you don't, you, you want to get that photo and you want like your kid to have that interaction, but at the same time you have to kind of know your kid and just kind of maybe not push them. So like I said, a lot of times I'll try to get in the photo and like hold her or something. So at least she can like be in the photograph and be okay with it. But yeah, so I'm hoping character meet and greets will start to get better as she gets a, as, as she now is turning six years old and mm -hmm. she's a big girl now. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely interested in seeing how our niece reacts to the characters. Now, now how old will she be? She'll be 18 <clears throat> months at that point. And what makes me nervous uh, is that our sister-in-law is a little, even as an adult, She's a little, a little nervous yeah. around him. So I hope that doesn't like transpose onto our niece. It depends. You know, I guess it depends because sometimes when they get that 18 months, they can be kind of like stranger danger, you know, where everything kind of scares them a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I sometimes see videos of people with their kids and their kids are like, running laughing i mean they're just like kissing the characters they're just loving on them so i guess it just depends on your child's like disposition yeah mm -hmm. so like i said like my two boys uh, the younger ones you know love it and then she was just like i'm not having this like like i said even the princesses she was kind of very like you know, very cautious of them, you know, and just being like, okay, I guess I'll take a picture with you, but not <laughs> like barely did not speak 
did not speak to them, like did not answer any of the questions that they asked her. <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's sometimes hit or miss with the characters when you have little kids. So uh, yeah, it'll be a shot in the dark. We'll cross our fingers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just got to keep trying it and see how it goes. So next question would be your favorite Disney movie. My favorite Disney movie is an old movie. It's called Summer Magic um, with Haley Mills. Have you guys ever seen that movie? Probably not. I have no. not. So, it's, it's, we grew up watching it. Like I can literally, like it has lots of songs in it. Like I can sing the songs. My sisters can probably sing the songs. It's from 1963. And I loved Haley Mills like as a kid. Burl Ives is also in the movie. And if it's really cute. I mean, I've actually seen it recently, you know, again, as an adult, not just like as a kid or a teen. Um, but it's just like the cutest little family movie. So I'd have to say that that is probably like my favorite. And like I said, they've got lots of little songs in there. And um, um, I love anything with like good music. And Summer Magic has some really cute songs. So that might be something y'all could watch. It's old, like it's from the 60s. So give it a break. But it is a very cute movie. So I have to say that's probably my favorite. And then I also do like Lady and the Tramp. That's mm-hmm. like if you want like a cartoon one that people probably have heard of because a lot of people probably have not have heard of Summer Magic. But that I mean, I love Summer Magic, hands down. We're going to we just but. looked up the poster. We're going to maybe that's on the Disney Plus streaming service. We can see it there. Yeah, we'll have to go look it up. I don't know where else yeah. you would find it. Well, I know um, years ago, my best friend bought it for me in VHS because she knew I loved it. So they do have it in VHS. And then I think my husband got it on Netflix because like he's or maybe he bought it on DVD like to surprise me because it's like it's such a weird movie that people have not really heard of it in the sense. It's it's not like a well-known movie, but it's like if people know me, it's like, oh, you know, I, I love Summer Magic. Like, I mean, they just it's they just have the cutest songs on it. Like I said, Burl Ives is in it and, and Haley Mills. Like I love Haley Mills too. As, as a kid, I loved it. So it is really good. So you'll have to give it, give it a try. Like I said, it's like a cute little family movie, Um, but loved it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So to kind of play onto that, what is your favorite Disney song? Okay. This is another, I, I'm like totally random, like things that people that nobody else likes, but my favorite song is actually from Lady and the Tramp. And the song is called La La Lou. Have y'all heard it's, um, have y'all seen Lady and the Tramp? Like, yeah, recently? isn't that like the lullaby? Yes. When, you know, Lady's like coming up and she's kind of like wondering what a baby is and she kind of sees Darling and she s- sings that song to her baby And I just love that song. I sing it to my kids, you know, and hummed it. And it's just like a pretty little lullaby. And I just love that song. I love that lullaby. And when you all have children one day, you can hum that little song, just like Darling did to her (laughs) little baby. (laughs) And um, it's just such like a a mother child song. And that's why, you know, like obviously, you know, missing my mom, it's like, Oh, I just, I, I love all of those kind of things. Anything that you can kind of connect, you know, with your kids and just kind of sing them to sleep. And so I would have to say La La Lou is my favorite Disney song. 
Good. That's like a great that. choice. That's a little, it's different, but that's a sweet, it has a good meaning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like when you watch Lady and the Tramp again, you're like, oh, this is such a sweet little, it is such a sweet little song to like sing to a baby to go to sleep. So I don't know. I, I sing it to my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so next one would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt or from any of the movies. My favorite quote is always let your conscience be your guide. Ooh, that's a good one. That's that a good one. That, well, I, um, as a teacher, I had like a little plaque that kind of said that that was, and I think that's really good for kids. I remember when my daughter like became a teenager, like I had, I had bought her a little thing and she used to, I had it like she had it on her dresser and I just feel like that's really such a good thing to think about, you know, and as you're kind of making decisions and whether you're like a teenager, like as a teacher, you know, it's such an impactful time in kids' life, you know, to kind of remind them of that little quote from Pinocchio. So that that's my totally my favorite quote, hands down. Catherine, you're not allowed to say you like that. You don't like Pinocchio. No, but I like the quote. I like the, the meaning behind it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I the like Blue Fairy says it, but I think like Jiminy Cricket sings about it. So a lot of times it's like usually it'll be quoted as like a Jiminy Cricket's quote. But it's perfect. Like I don't know, like a I used to sometimes put like quotes on like my blackboard or whatever. So that's like a good quote to just always kind of have up and have the kids kind of think about it. Like as they're making decisions and everything, it's like, just, you know, let your conscience be your guide and really kind of think about what are you doing and why are you doing it? (laughs) And, um, I don't know. I love it. That's my favorite. And I also like a dream is a wish your heart makes, but the Jimmy cricket one is totally my favorite. Yeah. Those are both good. So our last question of the fast, fast round is your favorite Disney parks memory. Okay, I have two. One is back from 2008. That was um, the year that my husband and my two older kids, we all went to Disney. My husband had never been to Disney, like he never went as a child. And that was my kids first time going. So I had been, you know, so I was so excited to kind of bring Disney to them. But that was also, um, I think it was that year, like 2006 to 2008, they did that, um, the year of a million dreams, um, kind of, well, when we were riding the dinosaur ride in animal kingdom, we got off the ride and the cast members were like, Oh, everybody come this way, come this way. Like all of us had gotten off the ride and kind of pulled us to the side and we were gifted the um, limited edition like dream ears, you know, and it was basically like, I guess they had timed it like whoever was on this, this particular ride at this time got the ears. And I actually kind of looked up online that there was only um, like 250,000 of those ears given out over the two year period to like, you know, random groups or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of a really neat memory because we were like oh wow we get these like special ears you couldn't buy them in the parks like it was like special ones like had this the cast members were dressed like they had special little you know vests and everything and um so it was like uh, our little group got those ears and then we wore them for the rest of the trip so that was really exciting and fun especially for my two kids and my husband that's like their first time at disney world So it's kind of like they got that extra magic of just being like gifted these little ears, you know, like little ears to wear. So that is definitely 
a favorite park memory. And then one <clears throat> that's more recent, and this is not like in the parks, but it, it's still was at Disney. Um, and, uh, it was actually last summer when Jack was just a year old, we had like a pool day and we had stayed, um, we were at Riverside and, you know, everybody's kind of playing. So I'm going to decide to, he was very fussy and needed to take a nap. So I kind of went back to the room and everybody else stayed at the pool. And I, you know, when you have a newborn baby, you know, you always watch them like fall asleep, but as they start to get like, you know, older, you know, you put them down for a nap and you don't lay and watch them anymore. And he was a year old. So he was beyond the point where I'm watching him fall asleep. And, you know, we just, just laid him on the bed and I kind of laid there with him. And I literally just like watched him fall asleep. And it was just like, to me, I just kept thinking like, this is just so magical. Like, I mean, just to, you know, it's like, we're here in this special place, you know, it's, you know, our family's here, we're getting ready to make, you know, memories tomorrow in the park, but just to kind of have that. And that kind of hits back to that idea to tell people is like, take your kids, even if they're little, because you'll have that memory of mm -hmm. something that happened, even something special like that, that was not even in the parks, but it's like, I'm going to re remember just like watching him just like drift off to sleep. And it was just so special. Like, <laughs> so, you know, like a memory I'll always have. And that was just so neat. And that was non-park, but kind of more one of those like little mommy memories as, um, you know, he is my fifth child and he will be my last baby. You know, I'm not having any more babies after this. I'm done. Five little elephants is sticking. <laughs> oh, so we're not going to get a six little elephant. Show. <clears throat> no, 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 no. <laughs> there, uh, I am no way. I guess if he wasn't a, such a wild one, he's really a wild one. Uh, my husband and I are like, no, I think we're done right now. We're, we're finished. So it will remain as five little elephants. He will be the fifth one. Well, what a sweet memory. So thank you so much for sharing both of those. That's so amazing that Disney is able to be the backdrop for, for those great moments. So our very last question, and of course, I know you have heard this from some of our other listeners, from some of our other guests, but if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to become either a Disney content creator or create their own Disney-inspired products, what would be your piece of advice? I would say just do it. Whatever you like, whether you like the parks, whether you like food, whether you want to be a maker like I do, like where you make items, just just start. You know, I mean, especially with Etsy, it's so easy. You don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have fancy equipment. I mean, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, and I'm being able to make Disney memories for my family and for so many other families. You know, all my customers, you know, they'll, they get to have those memories, too. So I would say don't be afraid um, and don't worry about, well, I'm not as good as this person, or I don't have as many sales as this person, or I don't have you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever doubt you have or, oh, too many people sell mouse ears. I'm not going to do that because you will make it differently. You will have your own spin and your own touch. That's not going to be like anybody else. So, and you will find your customer, your customer is going to find you. So if you, or, you know, even if you're not looking for customers, you just 
take great pictures. It's just do it. You'll eventually people will find you and they'll be happy that they did. And they'll love to follow along with you or, you know, be a part of, you know, your Disney story, whether you ever meet them or you just meet them online, Mm -hmm. you know? So I would just say, do it. It's, I love where this has taken me that the fact that I'm able to help my family out, you know, be able to pay for a vacation to Disney all through Etsy, you know? So, and had I never did that, or I was like, Oh, I'm too small. or I don't know what to do. And if I never took that leap, I wouldn't even have what I'm having. You know, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even have what I wouldn't even be talking to you guys right now. I mean, you know, there's just so many things that if you just take that leap and I know everybody says that, um, but there is enough room for everybody and whatever it is you're going to create, there's room for you at the table too. So just like, come on and we'll be cheering you on. I mean, send me a DM, you know, say, Hey, I'm trying to grow my account. I will follow you back. Like I, (laughs) I totally love to be cheerleaders for people because, you know, I just want everybody to be happy. And there's, like I said, within Disney, there is enough room for everybody, whatever it is, the content that you're creating and just be happy and just, do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's great advice. And, you know, I think it's important to always remember that, you know, you do have to start small to get bigger and to grow. And like you said, the Disney community is super welcoming and supportive. And even like you mentioned within like your Etsy community, you know, there's always room for more people and it's a good mindset to not look at it so much as a competition, but as an opportunity to maybe support other people and just focus on yourself and what you can contribute. So I think that's great advice. Yeah. Community over competition. Definitely. I mean, it's like, you know, don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the sales. It will, you know, happen, you know, as long as you're consistent, you know, as long as, you know, in like my world in the Etsy, if you say you're going to ship something at a certain time, you know, make sure that you're prompt, make sure you have good customer service. I mean, that's like any business. Um, but it, it, you know, people will find you and you just, you'd be surprised, you know, how, how quickly people do, or they love this and, you know, they saw it somewhere or they saw it in a park or, and it's just great, you know, and it's just, you know, it's so, I I just love it. I, I think it's so much fun. It's like, not only is it like a financial need, but it's also, like I said, a creative need because for, I get to be creative through my Etsy store. Like, even though I'm making a product, I get to create it. I get to Sometimes I get to pick the colors and things. Sometimes people say, surprise me. <laughs> and that's always fun because I'm all, whenever somebody says surprise me, I go like way out. <laughs> like, I'm like, let me do all this crazy fun stuff, you know, <laughs> things I've been wanting to do. But it's, um, it's just, you know, just be confident in yourself and don't worry about how somebody else is doing something. Just stay in your own lane, do your own thing. And you'll have success, you know, and success is different for everyone. So, yeah, you know, that's what I think. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> that, that's perfect. I love that so much. I think that's so valuable um, and so applicable for all of our listeners. So, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today, sharing all of your wisdom and all of your experiences with Etsy and also some of your Disney story. We truly appreciate it. And again, we are so appreciative of your support 
It really does mean the world yeah. that when we were just a little baby podcast, we still are. That you would st- you would support us. That that really means the world to us. To our listeners, no, you you guys are awesome. Believe me, I've listened to some. I'm a big podcast listener, and there's some that I listen to a couple, and I'm just like, this is not clicking. And you guys have clicked. I'm so glad, Catherine, you're on it now too. I feel like <laughs> that. I feel like it kind of. It just it's just perfect. I love that it's like a husband and wife, and uh, I mean, I just yeah, I love you guys. I mean, every time. You know, one is downloading. Um, if, if I'm in my office doing my work, which I try to do most afternoons, I've got my earbuds in and I'm listening to you guys. <laughs> oh, we appreciate that. So you so will have much. a lawyer listener with me. I, I really, I really do enjoy it. It gets me excited to hear other people's stories. It gets me excited for my trip. It gets me thinking about things, you know. Everybody you have, it's like if I'm not already following them, I'm like, let me follow them. Let me see what they're doing. Let me see what, you know, just any information. And, um, you know, just it's just kind of, you know, like I said, it's just part of not only being in the community, but also supporting others, too. So I love I love to do that. Well, thank you so much. We truly appreciate it. To all our listeners, make sure you go connect with Amanda if you're not already. You can find her on Instagram at Five Little Elephants. Or you can head to etsy.com slash shop slash five little elephants or just search for it in the search bar and you'll find it that way. So Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.